0: Welcome to let's get practical episode eight. Today we are speaking with Luis Pereira, creator of AudioPen, a simple, but super well executed tool that records and organizes your messy thoughts into coherent ideas. I actually use this now to create this introduction. Luis has a day job but is also quite the builder. He's working on multiple projects throughout the day. He's developed web apps such as AudioPen, but also NicheList, a blogging platform, Reading Something Great, Timing, you know, Testimonial, Focus25, and so many more things. We'll discuss where he finds inspiration for this digital products, uh, ideas, products, services, and how he builds them. And in addition to being an app developer, he's also a prolific writer. Uh, He has many notes, essays published on his website. He has also been part of OnDeck. Yeah, he's a non-obvious hero. He's joining us today at Let's Get Practical. Welcome, and thank you for being here with us, Luis.
1: Thanks for having me, Monica. Pleasure to to speak to you. Uh,
0: I think a great place to start, uh, Luis, is AudioPen. I think it's... uh, You know, like I can tell you even just today, a couple things that I did in the morning using audio pen, but uh, it's a fascinating tool and uh, it's just such a simple idea where, you know, like, why didn't anybody build this before? Uh, But you come in and uh, I think it's it's hit a nerve. I see a lot of people talking about this on Twitter. So I think it's a great place to start if you can share um, how did you, you know, like think of building this? What was like, uh, how did it start? What was the, the start of Audio Pen?
1: Yeah, I, I, AudioPen, I get too much credit for building it. Um, it actually started off as an accident. I was just, so I, I, I've i been building stuff on the internet for the past couple of years. And I'm just constantly trying to tinker, um, create new websites whenever I have new ideas, etc. cetera. Um, and it just so happened at some point in March, you know, when the OpenAI API was uh, you know, all the rage, everyone was talking about it, uh, I had never really used it before. So I, I said, let me let me spend a few days figuring out how to use this, um, see what endpoints they have, see what the API can do. Uh, and just just purely learn what, like learn how it works, uh, and then maybe build a pro- you know a proper tool with it. Um, as, and as part of that process, I decided that I didn't want to learn how it works by building specific websites for each experiment. Uh, Because that would just get, you know, time consuming and expensive. Um, So I thought, okay, let me just host a bunch of small, what I call tiny tools on my personal website. Um, Let me just use the API, um, create three or four, you know, small tools that can just help me learn how to use it. Um, And I did that. I did that in a week. I I think I built three, four, or maybe five tools. Um, Didn't take too much time because the API was pretty easy to use. I built a couple with with the text tool, uh, with the text API, which is GPT 3.5 at that point, I think, or or maybe GPT 4. Um, And I used Whisper, which was their audio transcription um, API as well, to build audio pen. So it started off just like that. It was on my website um, as not a not a product, just as this small experiment to learn how to use um, the API. And it was very simple. You press a button, you talk. It listens to you, uh, and it just summarizes what you say. Uh, extremely simple tool. Uh, it just happened that as I was building these things, I was kind of sharing them on Twitter and telling people, that, Hey, check it out! I you know I, I built this fun little tool. You can use it. It's on my website. It's free. You don't have to log in or anything. Just just use it." Um, I got some good feedback for all of the tools, but this particular one people found really really useful, and they kept telling me about it. And I am personally, I'm not not a very You know, audio notes kind of person. I don't take voice notes. Um, At least I didn't at that point. Um, So I didn't really think there was anything to this tool. It was just a a way for me to learn it. Uh, But a lot of folks that were using voice notes as, you know, pretty normal form of capturing their ideas seemed quite impressed. And they were like, oh, this is amazing. I I could use this. Um, And then I was like, okay, maybe there's something here. And uh, it happened to be the week before um, a hackathon that I organized. For you know, a bunch of people on the internet uh, called half day build. I do it every couple of months, um, and the objective of the hackathon is to basically go from idea to revenue within twelve hours. So we sit; um, everybody works independently from twelve noon to twelve midnight, um, and each one, each person works on their own idea and just aims to get it from idea to product to revenue within that time period. Um, so it just happened that this particular you know feedback loop of of uh, building this experiment and people telling me that they liked it uh, was just about, I think, four or five days before the next version of half day build. Um, and then I said, okay, you know, I, the build is coming up on Sunday, might as well just just build a full version of this and see what happens. Um, so that's what I did. I, I built a, a full version, although, you know, it was still an MVP at that point, And I, I sold it at a pretty, pretty cheap price to see if, you know, people were willing to pay for it. Um, and I was pleasantly surprised that, you know, they were, um, yeah, and that's how it was born and ever since I've just been spending time uh, sort of improving the app, um, adding new features, listening to what people like about it um, and trying to, to add what they ask me to add wherever possible.
0: That's like, that's so fun. This, um, it's interesting how you call it like accident and how I'm, I'm actually, uh, you know, surprised that you yourself, you're not uh, like an audio kind of voice note person. Uh, how did you think of doing this? Usually, you know, people, builders, they'll try to solve a problem that they have themselves. But uh, in your case, like, how did you think of this, you know, even just doing Audio Pen? If you I mean, it was it per was person.
1: very, very random. It was just wow. OpenAI had a couple of APIs that they had launched. One was GPT-4, the other one was Whisper. They might have had a couple of others as well, besides like DALI and stuff I had already played with. So I knew how to use those Um I was just trying to go through the list of what they had. Like, I went through GPT four, I went through DALI. Um, Whisper was the next one, um, so I did that. And it's it's easy for people to, you know, think that you have to be able to invent something, uh, you know, intentionally, kind of like you know Henry Ford or Steve Jobs were there. It was trying to figure out what they what what customers want when customers themselves don't know it. Uh, but I think an alternate appro- approach that isn't really given much credit is. Just being able to throw a bunch of darts at the wall um, without really having any downside, and eventually seeing one of them hit, um, yeah. So you don't have to be like you know pinpoint accurate. You can just throw ten darts, um, and if one hits, then double down on that one, which is what I've done.
0: Yeah, that's it's so, such a you know inspiring kind of, especially for for people like myself that. Uh, i I struggle with like, oh, you know, like what should I focus on? Um, you know, what is the right thing to do? Uh, and your approach is like so liberating, right? Like just just do whatever. and then, you know, like you will you will get cues and signals from uh, from people. And um, I started noticing, I think I've learned about audio pen through like the very first time I still remember, like the first time, I heard about this was through Nate Cadillac. Um, and I think for, you know, like we, we talk about this overflow of information. We have like so many essays, like so many newsletters. And I think today we have this overflow of services, like everybody, like it's so easy to, to build these products that there's an overflow, there's a a new tool every second. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's really hard to break that noise. And I think, I don't know if it's luck, timing, maybe the right people that have this, you know, very resonating sort of voice love your product. But um, I think you have a really uh, strong, committed fan, a group of fans that love your product. Yeah, Yeah, I I think
1: I I just, it just hit so, so although the product was, you know, accidentally born, uh, it's, it does solve a real problem for people. Um, like for instance, uh, my, my dad, um, he's a, like, he thinks a lot, he's very philosophical and stuff, but English is not his, is not, his, not his like natural native tongue. Um, so he's not very comfortable writing in English. Like he, he can express his ideas in English, but they're not very well framed. Maybe there, there might be typos, um, you know, there might not be super like, well structured, Uh, with audio pen, it's just like liberating for him, he just talks, um, and he gets exactly what he wants to say in a, in a style and manner that he's, he's proud to share with anyone. Um, So the product definitely does solve a a massive problem, not only for people that you know, like him, um, even for other people that just want to capture their thoughts without having to worry about structure. Um, It's the alternative at the moment, for me, at least is is sitting down with a blank page and kind of writing out uh, what I'm thinking. Um, And while that I think is definitely a more rigorous way to do it, um, you end up because writing takes so much time, you end up losing a lot of content that's in your head. Um, And what Audio Pen lets you do is basically get that content out as soon as you can. Um, It gives you like a first draft, so like a first sort of layer for you to work with with your writing. Um, And then you can take it from there, then you can edit it. But at least you've got the core of your idea out on paper, you don't end up losing it. you could have used a plain transcription tool, but then it would be very messy for you to get to it and start kind of editing. Um, this just removes that mess. You go from you know messy thought to clear text um, very very quickly.
0: Yeah, it's it's uh it's so fun to like. I think there's also that I don't know how to call it, but like. Um you know, like in gambling, like they say, like the, the surprise effect is very like addicting. Like I'm always thinking like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to throw like all this kind of like messy, messy, let's see what it comes up with. And it's always like a very pleasant surprise, right? Like how it organizes your thoughts. And, um, and I don't like, I don't use that, like exactly how it's, you know, like how it's created, but it definitely gives you like, it does 60, 70, 80% of the work.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: and for somebody like with, you know, like me with ADHD, this, uh, I see so much potential for unlocking, like the unlocking potential for people. Um, and yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's an ADHD thing, but we, we tend to be like talk a lot and mm-hmm. um, I can see a lot of people, you know, like neuro- neurodivergence or like people who have certain like blocks just really love this product uh one of the things i wanted to ask you is i noticed that you know you built this really fast like it was just like wow like every day it was like version like for you you were going from like 1.0 to like 2.5 and then like five it was just like a very uh fast development so um do you have experience coding like what like how are you building this
1: um, so I use a tool called Bubble. Um, it's a fairly advanced no-code platform, but uh, like I personally don't know how to code. Um, I've tried to teach myself how to code a few times, uh, failed every single time. Um, gave up the moment I found Bubble back in 2021 because it was the first no-code tool that I had used that seemed like it could do almost anything um, that I wanted it to do. Um, that, you know I've been playing in the no-code space for a while, but every other tool kind of boxes you in, into its own preferred direction um, and you have to think of building stuff that the tool is capable of building before you can you know, expand, um, into other ideas. You have to first filter every idea into, you know, can this tool build it? Um, and that's, that's all right. Like some of those tools are nice, but with, with bubble, um, that filter doesn't exist. You can take almost any idea, um, and you can build it. It's not the easiest tool to learn. and I'm still learning as well, but, uh, it's extremely powerful once you, once you get the hang of it. Uh, wow. and it also helps you iterate extremely fast, which is. Which is why I've been able to, you know, pump update after update, um, and it also just helps that I'm a I'm a solo person building it, so I don't have to, you know, coordinate with a team of multiple people where each person's handling a different task. It's just all in my own head, um, and I just I just can pump update after update, update pretty quickly.
0: Yeah, it's 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 uh it's just really fascinating and inspiring. Now that you're saying that it's a no code tool, mm-hmm. I'm like blown away. And number two, uh, I almost feel like, oh wow, like maybe I can, you know, like learn how to build something because we have all of these ideas in my, you know, like in, in my head, or even like a little problem for myself that I could build. Um, for somebody yeah. who who does not have any experience with coding, because you, you you said like you were trying to learn code but you know stopped, no experience coding, like starting from absolute zero. What would be like your advice for those people to dive into, you know, this no-code tool bubble or other ways to build things?
1: I, I like recommend it to everyone. Um, if you want to start with something easier, there are other tools that you can use, you know, like a PORI or a software, etc. Uh, but I would just recommend learning bubble. Um, of course, if you have zero technical knowledge or you've never built anything before or you don't know how to code, um, it might take you a little longer to, to pick it up. But when I say a little longer, I mean, like, you know, three weeks instead of one. Um, Whereas if you try and learn how to code, it will be like three years instead of, I don't know, one. (laughs) If, you know, to go from from point zero to, to go from zero to one. Um, And of course, once you go from zero to one, it's not that you're ready to, you know, build and launch an app that, you know, can scale or whatever. Um, You've still got to get to, let's say, 10. Um, And I've been doing this for about two years. And I think at the moment, I probably sit somewhere around a six. Um, so it's, it's a constant learning journey There's it, it's, it's, never ending. There's a lot of stuff you can learn. Um, and eventually of course it kind of, um, enters almost you know, low code is what they call it. So just, just about enters like coding territory where you'll, you'll gradually build some knowledge of that as well. Uh, but you don't need to know, know any of that to be able to build a, a proper app. Um, so yeah, I mean, if you have a couple of months to spare, spend a week or two going from zero to one, um, and then after that, just, just keep learning, um, the easiest way to do it, I would recommend, is is doing what I did, which is just building extremely dumb, tiny tools on your own website, uh, with no fancy features, no intention of you know selling it or making money from it. Uh, just build it for the sake of learning, uh, and eventually you'll get positive feedback from somebody about one of those tools.
0: That is, uh, that's like so encouraging, and uh, you know, I hope to try, you know, soon uh, in the summer when hopefully I'll have a bit more time. Um, when you say, you know, just, just build something super easy, like something, you know, like even you you said like dumb, what would be, uh, it's hard for somebody who doesn't like what is difficult or what is easy. And, you know, like technically speaking, uh, what would be like a super, super simple, like kindergarten level bubble project?
1: So I actually have a course that, I mean, I don't recommend anymore because it's an old course, um. But I, I had built a a tiny course called "Build Your First Dumb Bubble App." Um, in fact, I built this course during another half-day build, like one of the previous wow. versions. Um, I wouldn't recommend it anymore because it's based on a slightly older version of Bubble. Um, maybe I should update it at some point. But, but yeah, basically, please. I saw
0: that on your website. And I'm like, <laughs> I was about to, I was about to purchase it today, and I'm like, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna ask him first.
1: I mean, it would still work. Um, you know, ninety percent of everything there, like the logic and stuff would still work. Uh, but like, there might be minor UI changes between what bubble looked like then and what um, the app looks like now. Um, but yeah, I mean, you probably I, I'll send you a copy later, you can see if you if you find it useful. Um, but yeah, I mean, th- what the reason I spoke about that is, is that the dumb app I decided to, you know, create that sort of course with, which was basically just a walkthrough, like a step by step, walk step by step walkthrough of how to build a dumb app. Um, it was a joke generator. So you would basically learn how to save you know, 10 jokes in inside Bubble, press a button, and the app would just show you one joke. So you as the app owner would you know set up 10 jokes um, and an app uh, viewer, somebody else who's checking out the app, could basically click a button and just the app would tell them a joke or it would show them a joke rather. Um, so extremely dumb. It was just like, you feed in 10 things, this will pick out one by at random and show it to them. But it'll give you like a a good understanding of, of the structure of the tool, you know, you'll be able to understand that uh, you have a front end where you build, you know, what people see, you have a back end, which is where the the data sits, um, and you have a workflow tab in between these two, um, that basically connects the front end to the back end, um, and defines logic as to, you know, what should be shown when and how. So that basic structure is what you'll understand. Uh, And then of course, you can, you can apply that in a Thousands of ways.
0: So it's like it's it's just understanding uh, databases. That's what like you know it sounds like like
1: not 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 necessarily no. understanding databases. More more like understanding that almost every website, if if not every website, is basically just data is just a database shown you know prettily. It's like a database with makeup on um, every single website. Is you're just taking data that's sitting in a table. I somewhere. love
0: that summary. It's just like it's like so clear. Yeah, <laughs> database like you know on makeup.
1: Yeah, I mean, every everything you see on a website is basically just sitting in a table somewhere. You're you're just pulling it out. Um, you're putting on some colors and you know fonts and transforming it in some way, maybe using math or, or logic or whatever, um, and then showing it to to somebody.
0: I love that. Um, so you were saying, okay, you know, Bubble, like you were, you're working on audio. You know, with like with Audio Pen, you have a lot of other tools on your list. Um, are those also experiments or are you like handling like seven projects at the same time, or do you focus more on a project, let another one, you know, sit, uh, you park it somewhere and then you go back. How do you, how do you manage all of those other smaller projects that you're working on?
1: So sure. Before I started building stuff with bubble, I used to write, um, I used to write quite a lot, like fairly, fairly regularly. Um, that was my first like foray into building stuff on the internet. And it taught me an important lesson, which is that no matter how large your audience is or how successful you are as a writer, um, the amount of work never reduces. You still got to put in 20 hours a week or 10 hours a week, whatever it is to churn out that one piece. Um, and that's when I decided that, okay, I can't keep doing this. It's not sustainable. Um, I have a full-time job as well. Um, and that's when I transitioned into you know, learning bubble and trying to build tools online because I had this constant itch to like, create stuff. Um, and Because of the experience with writing, I decided that whatever tool I built with Bubble, um, would be able to run itself without any maintenance. Um, So I would only design tools that did not require me to actively maintain them. Um, So for instance, uh, read something great, which is a website that, you know, I've curated a bunch of articles, um, and it shows you five articles at a time that are timeless. Um, I designed that to be a timeless sort of database Um, so i don't need to keep updating the database every day like you would if you were running a news channel or or a news website Um, nicheless as well which is like a blogging platform i've built the core of the platform um, and it can function as long as there aren't any bugs which over the period of you know a month or two of building it um, you end up ironing out all the bugs but once that's sorted out um, i don't have to actively maintain it you can go and write and publish something there and it doesn't matter whether i'm Sitting, you know, on the other side and 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 watching that happen or not, like it can it can go on without me. Um, so I made that decision very consciously that everything I build always has to have the ability to just survive without constant mm-hmm. maintenance, because I know I enjoy the process of building. Um, so even with Audio Pen at the moment, I am one hundred percent focused on it because all of the other things are just you know on autopilot by themselves.
0: Wow, that's um. That's super smart and also, like, super practical, right? Like, you're you're not curating the latest, you know, AI news, but you have, like, the timeless pieces of essays that are kind of, like, just, you know, I don't know, like, randomly being selected and recycled. And um, one thing that I would love to do is, like, the same, like, something similar with, like, quotes. They're, like, Mm -hmm. there's so many quotes that I, like, come into and, like, that I run into, and, like, they're so... Perfect. Yeah i mean so you could good. you
1: could you could use the the dumb bubble course to to basically replace jokes with quotes um and just build a, a quote generator or like a quote sort of randomizer
0: um, i'm going to um i'm definitely going to check that out so you think like even even with the course with the new updates on bubble i could still yeah, apply should, the lessons yeah, from that course
1: pretty sure i'll send it to you later um i'll send you okay uh, send you later, um
0: uh, stuff, definitely interested in like you know just sharing like but i want to do that with beautiful language, just like just quotes or language that I see that are, I think, timeless as well. Um, one, one thing that, you know, like you have been, you said, look, I have this itch to build and uh, I'm a builder. Um, where do you think that comes from? Like, is it like your upbringing, like something recent, um, you know, you, you have a full-time job, you have a day job, like, where do you think that itch comes from?
1: Um, I think a mix of a few things. I mean, one is I've grown up in a family that's, that's a very business oriented family. So even my full-time job right now is I work with my family business. Um, So my father and his brothers have always been, you know, entrepreneurial um, throughout their lives. So I've always been brought up with that sense. Besides that, I also think that by nature, human beings are just creative um if you if you let them be that way um, i think i feel like that's our default state um, to make things that are useful uh, because we've kind of evolved in in environments where we had to do that right like build tools that would let us survive in i don't know jungles or caves at some point um, except now we're not we're not building for survival we're just building um, for whatever to satisfy our, our cravings um, so yeah i think it's a mix of the two i think i found a nice balance between you know working full time during the day and the fact that no code exists online that lets me be creative within a very like tight feedback loop unlike code where you know you got to sit and code for for months until you can see something that's half decent um and then designing it is a whole other ball game which might take a few more weeks uh with bubble i can do you know build the entire thing design the entire thing just in a couple of days if at all wow um, yeah it's
0: like, so it's like you know, mind blowing and you talked about design and, you know, like, um, I think you had a Twitter thread talking about how you found inspiration for audio pen. But, uh, do you have any background in design? Like, I think you studied economics, you know, for college, like, um, where, like, how are you, you said, no, I'm working by myself. Uh, how are you making the design for audio pen?
1: I, I don't Which, have you know. Any it's background. very
0: fancy. And it's like, you know, like, it looks really sharp.
1: I don't have a background in design. Um, I, I have like, I like, I like good design as does every other person. Maybe I spend more time than the average person appreciating good design. I don't know. I don't spend like crazy amounts of time doing that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I go on Pinterest and I just go through a bunch of things that look interesting to me. I curate a couple of boards for myself and then take inspiration from different places um i don't want to take credit for too much because it's not like you know i'm not sitting down with you know a design tool and doing all of this actually i do i, I do do all of this in figma um, yeah i mean i don't know it's it's just it, it's almost like brute force where I, i'll be sitting with a with a <laughs> with a you know like a canvas on figma and i'll just be trying out different things till i figure out what looks good um and then i'll just replicate that wow. in model. Um, but it's it's so a lot you, of trial and error
0: trial and error but i think the one of the things that is is I don't know it's just maybe name maybe like uh, I think it's it's a matter of taste so like as you're curating and creating those you know boards from Pinterest um by the way how like where do you what do you use do you use a specific tool to create like this you know mood boards or with no, the inspiration just, that you have just just just, pin put stuff, it on figma?
1: just just pin stuff no, I don't put it on Figma on figma I usually just design from scratch uh but like on on pinterest i just pin stuff to like different boards like i have a web design board where like every time i see an interesting web design um whatever pattern or, or color or typeface i'll just save it there um and then eventually just try and build like bring things together um, i like typefaces quite a bit so sometimes i see a nice one i always uh you know will appreciate it and try and try and use it in some some place or the other and some tool somewhere um, but yeah i mean if a, any detailed designer like any well-educated designer will be able to go to my sites and point out like, you know, 50 things that are wrong, uh, like in terms of the, the font ratios and the, the line spacings. And I don't know any of, like, I don't know any of that. I just, I just wing it. Uh, some, some folks have been kind enough to like message me and be like, hey, you should reduce this to 1.3 instead of 1.5. And I'll be like, okay, wow. cool. Uh, but, but yeah, you'll, you'll be able to, you'll, you'll be able to find a bunch of faults um, on any of the websites I build.
0: So it's like if you you are bringing your taste but I think you do have the technical ability to recreate that somehow and that's I, I mean I try something. I try
1: I try and it's a lot of it's a lot of trial and error uh, and sometimes I think with trial and error you just you end up you know converging onto what what works uh, with enough time at least
0: wow um I think with audio pen like you know congrats on on getting the the first for ranking first, you know, on product hunt, uh, I was like root. Like, I think everybody was rooting for you. Like, it was just very funny to see, oh my God, like this other person, he (laughs) like created a copy of this. How dare he or he, she (laughs) like, it was just like, I think you have, you have a bunch of people who are just really rooting for you. Like that person who told you, oh, you know, you should change this to, to, you know, like 1.5 font or, um, what out of, you know, and I, I have not seen this often. Um, What do you think about this product makes people like, you know, your story, uh what makes it like, you know, just, just so uh relatable or like, you know, people wanting to help?
1: I have no idea. I mean, I'm just very grateful to them. I, I didn't expect Product Hunt to go as well as it did. Um The last time I launched something on Product Hunt, it, it finished like fourth place, which is not bad, but it got like, 200 and something votes. Um, so I was like, I was targeting 400 this time. I was like, let me push and get to 400. but I hustled pretty hard and like somehow the community just like people just, just kept reading and sharing and just, it was insane. Like very, very grateful. Um, yeah, it ended up with like a thousand something votes, um, and still counting. Uh, but I mean, in terms of why they did that, I can't speak for them, but like, if I was in their place, um, if I tried to put myself in their shoes, um, a couple of factors, I think that might have worked in my favor. One is, uh, I've been around for a couple of years online, um, on Twitter, at least, and I have been building like a bunch of tools, like I've just constantly been shipping something or the other. Um, And people have seen me doing that, I I build almost everything, you know, very publicly, I talk about what I'm building, why I'm making certain decisions. um, Yeah, just generally how the tool is going, etc. People like that, I mean, and they've They've seen my products before. Some of them, you know, people have liked them as well. Uh, I think this was the first product I built that people really, really liked, um, which, as I said, was was sort of accidental. But, I mean, I threw enough darts at the board, I guess. Um, So that was one thing. Like, there was just just this inherent sort of built-up trust um, of of just being around for a while. Like, if I had to just join Twitter today and say, hey, here's a product, you know, I'm launching a product, none of this would have happened. Um, because over the last couple of years, I've, I've been in that community of people building stuff. I've spoken to a lot of those people. I've helped them a lot. Um, you know, they've helped me as well, but whenever they've launched, I've helped them whenever they were launching products, um, and wanted feedback, I've, I've helped as well, um, and vice versa. So it's, it's a nice, it's a nice set of, it's a nice set of like self-motivated builders that are, that are just generally nice people. Um, and I've been fortunate to, you know, be a part of that. Um, I think that was the biggest driver for, for anything like to do yeah. with this, the success of AudioBrand.
0: And you you do have, like I was telling you, like, you know, I, I'm a, a huge fan of Nate, uh, Nate Cadillac. Actually, you know, he's going to be also on the podcast soon. But um, he's, you know, he's uh, just the way also he presented, you know, the product. You have a few people who are like really like, you know, big fans. And um, is there, I don't know, a creator or somebody who you feel like just really a lot of gratitude maybe, who was like there really early on. Um, a know. bunch of, uh,
1: there was so many people like, I know.
0: And how, Oof, how did they, think... um, how did they help you sort of find validation? Like, um, yeah, like the early believers.
1: Yeah, meaning I, I don't wanna take names because I'm sure I'll forget a bunch of people. I don't wanna like, whatever, do that. Uh, but like one of the things I did when I launched um, on half during half day build was, I had asked people to be like beta testers uh, before I had gone live. So about you know it was a twelve hour thing. I think somewhere around ten hours in the product was almost ready. Um, and I wanted to make sure it was working the way I expected it to. Um, so I just put out a tweet saying, "Hey, anyone wants to be a tester?" Um, and this was while I was building this product, I was basically live tweeting everything. I was just tweeting what the design looked like. Uh, you know, where I reached in the process, um, just generally what my goal was, was to launch and reach revenue. Um, yeah, and people knew, you know, they, they knew the backstory that I had built this small tool and I was trying to build the whole thing. So everyone felt like kind of part of this process for 12 hours. Um, and then I asked for I asked for beta testers about 10 10 hours in, uh, and I got a bunch like more than I could handle. So I gave them all access. Um, and like one of the things I really like, was I don't know, just generally quite floored by and grateful for was before I even launched the product, like I had just, I was still building it. And before launch, I had to like, you know, create a button that would let people pay. Um, So I did that, you know, I had a a payment button on the site um, and it was just like beta testers on the site. And before I even launched like a bunch of them, I think maybe nine or 10 of them just paid for the tool. Uh, I was like, what the hell? Like, you know, I didn't, I didn't didn't expect that.
0: That's when, you know, when they pay, Uh, it's like, the biggest, yeah. the biggest confirmation validation. like it's. I think it's like very powerful.
1: Yeah, so I mean, that was great. And then just post that as well, a lot of them just spoke about it. Uh, I, honestly, I don't think that they would not have done it to the extent that they did if they did not genuinely find the product useful. Totally. Uh, so I think it's a combination of the two. And like, yeah, they've just been generally very, very supportive because I think they all know how difficult it is to find a winning product um, especially, you know, as a solo builder, and then to kind of execute on it well enough for it not to die soon. Um, so they were they were really rooting for me to not not kill it um, and just just try and try and do well. Um, and so far, so good. I mean, the the, the prayers are working out.
0: Yeah. Um, the uh, for you know, like Audio Pen, like I, it's it's a it's a very simple tool, and I think that the magic with any simple tool is like people just you know, grab the tool and they will do a like very unexpected things, right? So -hmm. you probably have a lot of testimonials. Um, What are some of the the more, I don't know, surprising or unexpected use cases that were like, oh, wow, you know, this is helping somebody do X? Um, There were a
1: few, like among the basic ones, I think a bunch of lawyers found it very useful to transcribe. Um, I don't know what, what lawyers transcribe, but like, I've got a lot of testimonials from lawyers that from were extremely lawyers, happy, wow. happy with the tool. If maybe it's like, I don't know, just their thoughts around what they're thinking about. I have no idea, but like a lot of lawyers found it useful. Um, people with ADHD as well, a lot of folks have reached out to me saying that it really helps them. Um, one of the nicest testimonials I received was someone who had some sort of a, I think it was a muscular disorder or something of that sort that didn't let him type very like comfortably. So he used to mm-hmm. struggle to type... Um, and get his thoughts out on paper in, in like a structured manner um and he wrote like a beautiful testimonial um, wow. saying that it helped him because he could just talk um and it would give him something that was ready to share um and of course like the last one that i think was surprising to me was was my dad um where i like i i know he writes like he writes a lot of stuff and he shares it with us on you know our family group and stuff but it's usually the idea is always very powerful um the style and the grammar and stuff is not always very good uh, because English is not his first language. Uh, but like, he's just been floored by it. He's just constantly using it every day to record his thoughts and, and sharing it. And I hadn't really thought of that use case uh, before building the tool. Uh, but yeah, I mean, all, all interesting to find out.
0: Um, right. Um, yeah, I, like, I, I do like just random thing. It's almost like, um, it's almost if I feel, Oh, like, just feel my my mind is a little messy or something. Uh, It's becoming a habit to think about using, you know, audio pen to see how I can get this more structured. It's like the next stage before I can do more thinking. Um, I was applying, I was, you know, recording a, a video for this team that I'm very interested in, like, you know, contributing and working with. And I'm like, oh, you know, how do I explain, like, you know, what I do, who I am. And I'm just, just talking, right, on, you know, audio pen um, to see, like, how it can, like, sort of, like, organize me, right, and mm-hmm. my thoughts, like, who I am. Uh, and I was very pleasantly surprised with how it, like, is structured and organized. So definitely, like... The, you know, the, the use cases I think is is very powerful. I don't know if you have like a use case sort of page besides the I testimonials. Want,
1: I want to build one. Um, it's actually on my list. I'm just putting it on hold for a couple of reasons at the moment. One is I don't like, you know, being on camera and recording stuff. Um, not very camera friendly. Uh, and two is just the, the tool is changing every day. Like I'm building, you know, new features every day. Um, and when I build this use case page, I, I want it to be like an interactive video sort of demo of each type of use case, maybe if I can. Um, and I want the tool to be a little more in its final form. So maybe in mm-hmm. a couple of, maybe in a week, maybe even by the end of oh, this wow, week.
0: In a know. week, that's like uh, that's like very soon. But no, uh... I mean at least at
1: least the front end, like the the what you see on the main screen should should be consistent. Like there are a lot of things that I need to build that. You know, will not be visible from the from the front screen itself. You'll have to go into like settings or like Prime member settings, and then you know, change stuff there. Um, that stuff will take a while. That that'll keep going on for the next few months. Uh, but there are a few big changes that uh, that will visually impact the the homepage um, that I'm working on for this week. Um, hopefully, I you know wrap that up, um, and then I can then I can record a few demos.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, like I think use cases um, for somebody like me use cases are so powerful, like we're so good at learning by observing over the shoulder, like, oh, this person is using it for X, Y, Z. And then like, you think about like, oh, wow, I could do P or like I could do X, right? Based mm-hmm. on just seeing what other people are doing. Since we don't have visibility uh, over what people do with this tool, um, that's like, that's one thing that I was like, oh, you know, like, I wonder what people are doing with this tool. And I've seen a lot of exam cool examples on Twitter, so mm-hmm. you probably already have a lot, you know, to work with. For Audio Pen, like you're saying, oh, I'm I'm gonna build a lot of a lot of new features. Um, can you share some of those like new features coming up? Or I don't want to
1: share them before I build them because a lot of this stuff I'm building yeah. for the first time, so like I might not be able to build it. Like <laughs> I want to build it, uh, but like while I'm building it, I might realize that hey, you know, I I, I can't build it or it's taking longer than I expected to. Um, so I'm a bit like, uh, <laughs> averse to what, you know, to like what is sharing. a
0: what's a feature like? What's the biggest feature ask from users?
1: Um, at the moment, a lot of them are asking for integrations um, with other tools. So I have a Zapier integration that people can use, but a lot of folks find Zapier uh, expensive. expensive. So yeah, so they want like webhooks and you know just direct API access, etc. Um, I am, that's one of the big things that I've never done before. So I want to do that. I'm going to be working on that. I, in fact, I am working on that this afternoon. I was spending some time reading about it. Uh, but I, I mean, I can't promise it because I don't of know how course, to do it.
0: Yeah. Yet. You're, you're like, um. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was, I was curious. What's the biggest, you know, ask. I asked you a couple days ago to like, if I want to integrate this with notion, like how could I mm-hmm. do that, right? Just from directly in Notion page to be able to mm-hmm. pull, um, to directly record from a Notion page using an audio pen integration. That would be amazing. Um,
1: yeah, I, I'm not sure if that's possible. I was, I was experimenting with it, but but like microphone permissions from within Notion, um, so far I couldn't figure out how to give it permission. But if you could then, I mean, if you can figure out how to give it mic permissions, it should work because you can just embed it uh, as a normal website inside Notion.
0: Okay. I'm going to like microphone permissions, not from uh, the 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 equipment itself, but it has to be permissions from the website. From I assume Notion.
1: so. I, I think so. Okay.
0: Yes. Oh, cool. Um, for, you know, this, um, I don't know, audio pen or even like writing, uh, who are like, who do you look up to for inspiration? Like who... Uh, who are some builders that you follow that you learn from, or um, it's just like all just you know, you and um, I don't know.
1: For for writing I can I can say for writing I, I like the I like Paul Graham's work a lot, um, as do a lot of folks. Um right. because I think it it conceals so much work in its simplicity. Um, like you know when you read his his stuff you it looks like an essay that a you know 15-year-old could write in maybe an hour. Um, and the truth is the exact opposite of that. Like, he's probably spent weeks or months trying to distill right. ideas to make them clear and simple enough uh, for anyone to understand. Um, and that's a lesson that you only learn when you actually start writing. Like, most people that that just read and don't write will never understand how painful it is to actually write um, a piece that's simple enough for anyone to read it. Make an argument that's easy for people to follow. Um, so yeah, Paul Graham is definitely someone I look up to um, as a writer. Um, as far as building is concerned, I, I don't think I have like a like an individual sort of person that I admire. It's it's I pick up things from different places. Like for instance, design like Nate Cadillac itself. Um, I've read a lot of his stuff on design, and I I look up to him as far as that is concerned with fonts and just general stuff there um, in the design space. Um, as far as like speed of shipping goes, like there are a bunch of indie hackers on on Twitter that are you know just shipping stuff left, right, and center. Um, look up to all of them as far as that is concerned. Um, I don't
0: know if you if you uh, if you have like Tony Tony Den on your in your yeah. you know, radar. Yeah, I, I follow He's him. He's been like yeah, just also like I I love the products that he puts you know he he puts mm-hmm. out.
1: Yeah, I mean there are a lot of people shipping a lot of stuff very quickly, um, and building like really cool shit. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I like, I like, I, I think I take inspiration from multiple places, um, when it comes to building stuff, um, and yeah, building in Are public. Are you part also, of like a
0: community or a community of builders or not so much?
1: Not, not at the moment. So a couple of years ago, when I started, when I, when I learned bubble, uh, I was part of on deck, um, which was the no code fellowship. Um, so I kind of got my feet wet, you know, with the, with a community that was you know supportive. Uh, but I mean, that was a two month thing. Um, and after that, it's just been like this informal community of people on Twitter who sort of know each other because we, we turn up on each other's timelines, you know, every so often, uh, because we're all building. So we're all building, we're all sort of asking each other for feedback. Um, there is no like group chat or anything of that sort. It's just, you end up seeing the same faces fairly frequently, um, as right, you spend right. more time on the platform.
0: Right um i i've seen like you you know sharing like your your sticky notes okay like you know what what to do today mm-hmm. um and then you just just like you know like cross them out as you're just um, getting things done um and because it's it's about like how to be practical and um what what is your i don't know i don't want to call it productivity stack but um yeah. what do you have any rules or philosophy or uh, in terms of like how to get things done, like how to um,
1: No, I don't. Yeah. I actually don't. Uh, don't. I think I think people focus too much on, on I don't want to speak for other people, but like I think I've, I've, I've dabbled in the whole you know, let's be productive and let's follow a, a sort of template of what to do when and how and have this we don't build products that were sort of in that space of like you know, do important and urgent things here and important. Right, right. The
0: Eisenhower
1: matrix. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, after a point like morning routines and stuff just don't matter. Like for the last one and a half month, it's probably been the most productive one and a half month of my life. Um, And I literally just wake up and check my phone and start replying to customers. Then I go back to sleep for an hour. Then I wake up again. And then I just stumble over to my laptop, reply to a few more people. And then I go brush my teeth and stuff. So I have no morning routine. I'm just like waking up, seeing what's up, working, responding, um, but I mean, in terms of like productivity tools that I use, like I swear by, uh, Todoist, um, that's my, my to-do list of choice. It just, it, it, I've tried all of them or at least most of them. Um, and this one's stuck. Um, it integrates really well with my calendar. It helps me, but like, the natural language processing is really good and I'm used to it. So I can, you know, add stuff to certain dates and times very quickly. Um, and it's just, it's got the right mix of being simple enough to use, but being, you know, feature rich enough to to do a lot of other stuff with it as well. Um, Yeah, that's what I use for most stuff. And and then, of course, I use sticky notes that are on my desk for like the most important stuff that, okay, I've got to do these three things just on my desk. Um, At least when I'm home from work, I, I know that I've got to do those three things. Um,
0: and those goals that you set well like i don't know goals but or the the three things that you're setting for yourself are those like on a daily basis or like a weekly basis okay this week i'm gonna these are like the three focus areas or every day
1: it it depends i mean there have been weeks where i've felt like okay before the end of this week i want to do this like there are things that are it, it depends on how comfortable i am with those tasks like if those tasks involve things that i um I don't know, like, so there's uncertainty involved in how I how I should complete those tasks. Um, Then having a timeline is sort of futile. Uh, Like, for instance, right now, I'm working on on a Chrome extension for audio pen. um, And I've never done that before. Um, That's the last sort of thing on this, this Mm -hmm. little uh, sticky note that I keep posting on Twitter. Um, And it's still not circled, because it's been like a week and a half, and I can't figure one particular problem out. Um, So I mean, there's no point in me saying I'll finish it in a week, because that's like, I don't know what the unknowns are um, in that in that space, but yeah, if, if it's like fairly straightforward stuff, sometimes I have like a sticky note that just says, "Okay, this week to ABC," um, and then I just try. I and love do it. that.
0: Yeah, it's just uh, you. You just you're giving yourself permission to be flexible, but um, it's not preventing you from you know being productive. It's not like making you less productive, but like you know more productive counterintuitively, right? Like you're almost like planning less, but then like, you know, you're getting things done and uh, then not stressing for that. Yeah, I mean,
1: if if I can't figure something out and there's like, I've got to wait for someone to help me out with something, like there's no point just doing nothing while waiting, right? So, I mean, I I just go and build, I don't know if people on Twitter are like tracking this particular list that I, you know, I shared that, okay, one, two, three, four got done, like all in a row and five's just not been done for like, A week and a half or something now and i've just launched like two other things in the meantime uh but i can't help it i mean i'd rather launch two other things than than sit and wait for five to get solved uh, in order to you know finish it in order uh but yeah hopefully i'll get to it i mean hopefully it'll get to me like i'll i'm I'm waiting on a few questions from you know that i'm trying to get answers to before i can figure it out uh but I, i should manage to do it soon
0: that's awesome um Yeah. Like the one, one thing that was really surprising also, you know, like AudioPen is that I've been always looking for a transcription program from Korean, like, you know, Mm -hmm. Korean to Korean and like, I just could not find one. Like, you know, some of the, the, the largest Korean companies, like they, I don't think they have made one and Mm -hmm. it was so pleasant to know. I can, uh, I can select, right. The source language and then it does it so well. Like I'm like, oh, it's it's almost like this side feature. Oh, you can you can have additional languages, but yeah, uh, yeah. that has been like a super huge, like huge for me. Um, do you have a lot of non-English, I don't know, users in your platform or is it yeah, mostly I English?
1: Mean, no, pleasantly surprised with the number of folks that um, like Europeans, Asians, um, even Middle Eastern folks that have wanted to use it, um, with their own languages, Um, so much so that like up till now, it's been a premium feature, like the, 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 the output language, um, you know, being non-English has been a premium feature. So you could always talk in Korean, um, and get an output in English, um, on the free version. Uh, but I think I'm like, I've heard enough people ask me, um, you know, that, Hey, I want to buy, I want to use this tool. I want to buy it, but I don't know whether it'll work well in my language. Um, and it's only fair to them to, to To let them have access to that um, from the get go, so I think maybe tonight or tomorrow, I will probably convert that into a you know free feature. Um, where anyway, I mean, obviously, free people, the, the free users still have like other limitations, like they can only do a, a maximum number of, of notes, and they don't have other stuff as well. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the demand for for non non English output has been pretty high. Um, yeah, so, like so, yeah. it's
0: um, and even. It's I I don't know, it's a, a way to, it just opens so many other things. I think it's it's amazing how this one super simple tool that was born out of like an accident, like you said, uh, is bringing a lot of excitement, right? But um, as you said, I think, I think there was somebody who you said like copied the entire thing very fast. Like there's like a replica of like Audio Pen uh, and because tools are easily, you know, like duplicatable or easy to make. Um, How do you, how do you think you can protect yourself, right? From other products that do the exact same thing?
1: Um, I don't think you can, to be completely honest. Um, When I saw that, like, I don't want to dwell too much on that, but like when I saw it, initially I was flattered. Then I was a little annoyed because it was (laughs) like, there were parts that were like very blatantly copied Right. so I was like okay like copy the concept that's fine but like why copy design and everything as well right like just at least think of that by yourself uh but then you know after being annoyed for a bit I was like what's the point like this is it's an open market nobody's doing anything illegal um it's just a question of like you know morality or whatever um, and even then like it's fine like he's not done anything like wrong you can you can copy it like there's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with copying it um so I like, I've just decided to stop thinking about it as much as I can um, and just building, like just the advantage I can have is that I have a bunch of early users that really seem to like the product. Um, and instead of getting annoyed that somebody else is trying to copy the product, maybe I should just spend that time listening to what my users are saying, um, you know, and improving the product in that direction as fast as I possibly can. Uh, because that is my advantage, the fact that I have this you know, this group of people that is already using a product and loves it. Um, yeah, that's my plan, like just just keep that's building. The, yeah,
0: and that's the best I think defense or protection that you can have right to 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 build more to uh, to make the customers that you have happy like um, yeah, I think it's just like I'm I'm just so excited to see the the path and the and how it evolves. You said like you have a daytime job like how uh you probably like your your focus is on audio pen like uh, how do your your family how does your family like see this are they supportive like oh you know like Louise you should like pay more attention to the family business like what are you doing uh, how how is their view on this?
1: they're they're quite excited by it mostly because all of them all of them use it as well. Um, so they're <laughs> they're genuinely like rooting for me um, so much so that like they're also like okay take a chill pill from work if you want for a few wow. weeks um, and you know double down on this before you you sort of lose momentum. Um, so I'm doing that as much as possible. Like I still go to work every day. Uh, but like, if I have like a whole night where I can't sleep because you know, some problem on the app, then I just, I text my uncles in the morning being like, Hey, I'm not coming this morning. I'll see you in the evening. Um, yeah. So they're very, very supportive. I'm I'm fortunate to have a family that's like that.
0: And there are like, uh, it's no, I think no coincidence that you're, you're coming from a family of entrepreneurs uh, mm-hmm. of people of builders, right? Because that's like what entrepreneurship is. And um yeah, just, yep. just super exciting to to uh to see that, you know, like that support. Like you have all the pieces there for you. It's uh I think it's an exciting time for you. And um any I don't know any words of advice for for builders right who uh who have who don't have, you know, the whole time to, to do this. They have like daytime jobs, just like myself, um, who don't know how to code, but then like AI seems to be there. Like there's this big promise, right? Like, Oh, Oh my God. Like, you know, co-pilot, like all of these tools can help you write code. Um, what would be your advice to them? Like, Zero experience, but, you know, like curious about this entire coding building ecosystem.
1: Each person is is quite different. So I wouldn't want to give, you know, advice that's necessarily worked for me um, to them. Uh, but like typically it would just be do what I do in the sense, follow your curiosity um, and know that you're not going to get, it's very unlikely that you're going to get the right answer or you're going to hit, you know, the bullseye in the first go. Um, but if you keep following your curiosity, the the cost of experimentation in, in you know today is extremely low and it's only going lower um cost of experimentation both in terms of money and time it's it's faster than ever to build something and, and launch it um, and it's cheaper than ever to do it um so if you just follow your curiosity whatever it is whether you want to write whether you want to sing whether you want to I don't know, build stuff on the internet or build stuff in the real world whatever it is um it's the best time ever to do it so just keep doing it um and I think like while you're doing it also just generally be be on the lookout to find the long game that you want to play um I think that's very important a lot of folks I like I I fell prey to this as well initially you know where you're trying to hustle to like figure out how to make a quick uh you know victory happen um, on Twitter you know you see people writing thread after thread after thread and just growing an audience um and then eventually burning out uh, and like that's because that's not th- that's not a sustainable long-term game that you want to be playing. Um, you're doing it for the short-term dopamine. You can't possibly sustain for very long. Like, yes, you could get lucky, like, you know, and get like, hit it out of the park in, in, in the short-term itself, but that's unlikely. Um, so the goal, the first goal should be to figure out what long-term game you want to play um, and then just keep playing it because if you can play it in the long run, eventually something will hit. Um, like, I'm not successful by, you know, any means. I'm still, like, just starting out, but I know what game I want to play and I'm just keeping on playing it for as long as I possibly can. Um, yeah, but each person is different, so just just find your game, like whoever you are, like whatever you're thinking about.
0: Uh, beautiful answer, Luis. And uh, last question: Like, what is the game? The game that you're playing?
1: I like building stuff. Um, like, I like taking and I like specifically building digital products because I can build them without much friction. Um, so I don't need like regulatory permissions. I don't need to you know go out and physically do any work to. Know, make something a reality. Um, I can sit in my bedroom at night uh, with just a laptop um, and tweet about stuff and, and build stuff and then share it with people um, on Twitter. So I, I absolutely love the the frictionless nature of going from idea to product uh, and maybe revenue at some time uh, just with my laptop. Like just, it I can't believe it's even possible. Like without code or with code or whatever. Uh, the fact that I can do that within a day or two or three um, it just blows my mind, and I don't want to ever stop. Like I want to just keep doing that for the rest of my life. Um, yeah
0: awesome. I mean, that's my game. That's um, that's awesome. And uh, what are you most excited for? You know, next in the next, I don't know, a few weeks, or um, what is just like you know, just you know, just just really sparking a lot of joy these days.
1: At the moment, it's just audio pen. I'm not. I'm not even thinking like a few weeks into the future. I'm just like day ask- by day. What yeah. How
0: did that name, like the name could not have been more perfect. Like, yeah, I don't know. How did that I, name it, come about? <laughs> I have
1: no idea. It, so like I said, it was a, it was a tiny tool on my website and I called it audio wow. pen there as well. So I don't even remember why I called it audio pen or like.
0: But it what, just, it's perfect. I, like I just called inevitable. it
1: audio pen. And like, fortunately the AI domain was available, like audio pen.ai. Um, so yeah, I bought that later and, and, and launched the website.
0: Okay. Uh, how could we find more? You know, like if I direct uh, people, where it would be the best place to direct them to?
1: Um, just Twitter. Um, I'm most active there. Uh, my handle is just my name, Luis Pereira. Um, yeah. And if you want to try out Audio Pen, it's just audiopen.ai. Uh, but yeah, you, you'll find the links on my Twitter as well.
0: Okay. All of that is going to be in the description uh, of this episode. Luis, thank you so much for your time. I know it's very late over there in, uh, in India, but thank you so much. And a very, um, yeah, a lot of fun to, to have you on the podcast today.
1: Thanks, Monica. It, it was, it was fun talking to you as well.
0: Okay. Um, I'm going to still have it on. Cause like, I usually like people have like just leftover nuggets that happen mm-hmm. to be like super great comments. Uh, so I'm going to like, you know, uh, turn it off the last minute when we leave, but, um, yeah, was did was that, did you have fun? Like I learned so much from, uh, from just talking to you and like your story. I can't believe this was like, you know, one of many, you know, tries and how this was like, you know, just people just gave you all this feedback and it's a beautiful story.
1: Thanks. I mean, yeah. It is what it is. I mean, I want to be Steve Jobs or or, or Henry Ford. No, value. I you're love, thinking, like, I love this story. You're thinking of an idea and you, and you build something that people don't know they want. Uh, but it's like, i Oh, you bad. know, my
0: father <laughs> had this, you know, thing. And I thought of a way to do that. And like, yeah. um, it's just so real. And like, it makes it much more like human. And how there, there's like a story of the story of a story. And I
1: guess. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm honestly just making it up as I go. Like, I'm not... Uh, I really wish, so, so the downside of this, right, is, is it kind of proves to me that it's unlikely that let's say, I, you know, after audio pen, I build something else, uh, the odds of me building something successful are still crap. It's not that because I built audio pen that I will know what to build next. The fact that it was an accident means that in order to find the next good accident, I just have to make a bunch of other bad accidents. Uh, because. I don't know what made the good accident good, or at least I didn't, I didn't know of it before I made the accident. Um, so, I mean, it's kind of sad that That's... that even as a serial builder who's been building for so many years that I can't predict, you know, I can't design a product from scratch that I know will be successful. So I, I just have to keep swinging.
0: But like, I love what you said, how, you know, the, the experimentation, you know, cost both in time, you know, money, resources. It's just going like lower and lower, and because you're you're connected with users, I'm sure like the people who are using Audio Pen, um have collectively like other needs, and mm-hmm. you know, the more you interact with them, like you probably see those needs, and maybe um, I think like there there's this huge even market for people with ADHD. Like we we have a lot of these like little issues that end up being a huge like block. So Mm -hmm. like, even like, Oh my God, like I had a, I had this huge fight with my husband who was helping me with my taxes and I'm like, okay, I'm trying to read my form and I'm just getting super overwhelmed, right? Like all of this information and that's like, you know, to, to my super traditional like brain, you know, husband, it's like no big deal at all. Like, I'm like, What's wrong with you, right? And it's probably a very small thing that could make a big impact. Something that helps you—I don't know—like just get your taxes done like in a very like easy way. I'm like, I can't believe somebody has not figured that out yet, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, um, I, that's a universal problem. Like every time right? I do this in
0: India, I'm just like, I'm come like on. it's like kind of like, a, and it gives me hope with like the the use case of the lawyers. I'm not, I'm I'm surprised and not surprised that lawyers find this tool very, very helpful, right? Um, so like, yeah, there there's so many tools that have yet to be built. So mm-hmm. I, I hope, you know, just, just letting you know, there, there are many things that we need as like- HRT Yeah, I mean, I, so the thing is, I have,
1: I have a lot of ideas. Like I keep having new ideas and like-
0: Where do you, if, do you write them down somewhere?
1: I do, I actually have like a Roam like, page that just has like ideas to build. Uh, you're most using of them Rome. are- I mean, I don't use it the way it's intended to be used. I use it literally like a scratch pad. Um, I bought the, the life, not the lifetime, but like the believer deal a few years it was ago. It like a five-year like one. The five-year deal, yeah. So I, I just have it. Um, but like, I'm not really using it the way it's supposed to be used. I, in fact, in terms of tools that I like to use, um, or I use more often, at least, there's one called Mem, um, Mem.ai. I've, I've
0: seen... Um... I've seen people mention that I, I have not tried. I
1: mean, again, I, I'm also just using it like a scratch pad, but it, it's like a much Mem. more convenient. AI, okay. Yeah, it's much more convenient to access and it just feels less like, it feels less intimidating than Rome. It feels more like a, you know, hey, you can just write whatever you want. Um, like if you have the premium version, which I don't, um, I think they use like AI to connect different notes and stuff. Um, in terms of other like places where I like to store notes, there's a tool called Napkin. Um, I think napkin.app um, very interesting approach like I was one of the earlier I've been using it for a while it's still a still a fairly like small tool uh, but check it out I mean it's difficult to describe but it's it's a nice tool it, it imagine like a bunch of sticky notes of of your notes that are all interconnected um, and like graphically wow, shown cool. uh, but yeah very, very interesting tool uh, would recommend it if you're into like you know saving stuff, um, and it, it syncs with like Readwise and stuff also. So like from your books you directly get get stuff there. It's like a resurfacing tool rather than a a, a creation tool.
0: That is awesome. Like I I was just, just because you were saying like oh I have a lot of ideas. Like um, I I also I'm like a nonstop idea like generator, but. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a place or somebody where I can sort of like, okay, I, I want to build like XYZ that does XYZ and like, uh, and somebody who tells you, oh, you could do it this way? Like somebody who can um, sort of distill this like crazy ideas and tell you, okay, no, that's a stupid idea. This is very doable. This is actually very easy.
1: Um, so there's a tool called Kernel, K E R N A L. Um, I don't use it, but uh, okay. like I, I had an account there at some point. It's like an idea sort of discussion tool or something of that sort. I'm not sure. Wow. Uh but having said that, I would still say like there's nobody knows what a good idea is. Like maybe Steve Jobs does, but he's not around. True. And like there aren't too many Steve Jobs type people around at the moment. So in all likelihood, anyone who's giving you feedback on an idea is equally likely to be wrong as he is to be right. Um So like, there's no point in trying to get that much detailed feedback. Like the easiest, I I think today, given the, given the cost and, and, you know, given, given the low cost and and time consumption for executing on an idea, um, the easiest way to actually figure out if an idea is good or bad is to just build it. Um, Because in the time that you spoke to like, you know, 20 people to figure out if they liked it or not, you could have just built it and shown it to them. um, And the first five people will tell you if, you know, if it was something worth pursuing or not. Um, rather than having like 20 interviews um, of people.
0: I have a question for you. So like I I, I do want to, I'm going to try to build the bubble quote, you know, thing. Mm -hmm. How does it work if the quotes are coming from a book, like with copyright? Do you know?
1: I have no idea. Um, idea, I don't think it should be too much of an issue though. Like as long as you're attributed, I guess. I don't know. Like I, I use like read something great is, is, is. With website articles. So it's sort of like public website data. And, and I'm redirecting people to the website when they click on it. Um, with books, I don't know. It would be impossible right, for you to yeah. redirect to a book. Uh, but I mean, you could ask like, ask a lawyer if you have a friend, um, or maybe ask ChatGPT. It might
0: know. I don't know. Right. <laughs> that is, you know, it's like ChatGPT is like a whole conversation, right? Like, um, what do you use ChatGPT for? Cuz I remember okay I, I like this code ChatGPT made it for me like what are you I don't use it that much. I honestly don't use
1: it that much. I recently subscribed to Raycast uh, which is like uh, yeah. like Spotlight but and they recently launched their AI chatbot. Wow.
0: Um,
1: so I used to initially use ChatGPT like on OpenAI then I I bought Tony's uh, typing mind um, right. which was like an interface. Um, and I've switched to Raycast because like, it's just, it's it's much like more minimalist. Um, and I don't use ChatGPT to like save things or anything, which is what um, Tony's tool, or even the original ChatGPT um, is As far designed like towards. Spot yeah. checking or like spot kind of I'm like just like on the your spot. Your curiosity. Like, exactly. Kind of. I need to know something. I'll just, you know, alt, uh, press control J or command J and just ask it a question. Um, and yeah, then I forget about it. So I use it like Google basically.
0: Wow. So cool. I, I love learning how people use things. It's like, it's, what, what it's do you fascinating. use ChatGPT for? I'm using it for like a lot of different things. Like, uh, so maybe uh, for example, one, you know, I'm an English coach and I, I do a lot of uh, consulting one-on-one with people. And for me, one of the biggest thing is like finding good material. Um, lately I've been using a lot more YouTube videos, right? So that's like the kind of like the, the source content we talk mm-hmm. about it, we discuss, we, we find interesting like language points. So, from YouTube, and maybe there's another tool, uh, I take the transcript, but it's all formatted weird. Okay. So, I'll just like do one cleanup with Chat okay? Just like change this into like don't change the for like the content just, you know, do like paragraph format or something. And is it very Got fast it. kind of like reformatting or um, what you did with Audio Pen, I used to do mm-hmm. with ChatGPT. Okay, like take an auto right. sort of Right, right, so like open. organize his thoughts. And then um, I really liked how ChatGPT many times when it's organizing ideas uses like bullet points.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like he, like the spacing of things, uh, all of that to me is very helpful. So I did that. Um, I do like a lot of email writing. It's, uh, okay. I, I quit my job recently and I'm like, I was just kind of like, you know, not very happy with my company. Just like, ah oh, like, and I drafted my resignation letter. It was like, just, just like, you know, I mean, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's interesting. not a big deal, but um, it unblocks me. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, thought, I have I a procrastinate friend procrastinate on. ChatGPT helps faster. me not procrastinate.
1: Yeah, very interesting. I, I have a friend who recently used Audio Pen to write like a long email, which I found very interesting as well. I think. Which is <laughs> which is how, how do
0: you do that? I wanted to find a way to do that too. But I don't um, know, So, do I so say... he wanted
1: the There are a couple of ways you could do it. Like one of the reasons he used it was he had basically captured like three or four thoughts that were it was a long email, three or four ta- thoughts that he wanted in a single email. He had captured them in different notes um, and then when i spoke to him later he was like oh i need to combine these three um, and that's why i built the, the note combination feature so like right now if you click on three notes you can combine them into a single thought um, now what you can do is you can save multiple notes you can combine them into one um, and then if you restyle the note you can set a style that says uh, write this in the form of an email directed to add or address to so-and-so person from me, my name is whatever, so-and-so. It should be able to do it. I haven't done it yet, but I think it should work. Uh, Oh, wow. I did not know the
0: restyling. I didn't know the restyling feature.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you're a Prime customer, you click on that little refresh sort of button at the bottom um, on any note um, when you open it um, and you can change the length, you can change the style as well. um, Oh, wow. And you can choose I to preserve the original this. as
0: well. I did not know.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, there, there are just things that, like, um, that we, 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 you, you're going to have YouTubers talking about how to use audio pen.
1: <laughs> hopefully. Then, like, hopefully. Yeah,
0: like, I, I might I might do an intro because, like, I want to, uh, I want to, you know, talk about it to, like, my Korean audience
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, for, like, English learners. That I think could be a very good tool. So, uh, yeah. hopefully, I'll put that together. And, yeah. Any questions for me? Like, I don't know anything that you want to ask.
1: I mean, what do you what are you doing now since you've quit your job? Like, what's the plan? Are you are you going to be like so, freelancing? Or are you
0: looking for another job? Um, I my last day is like next week, and okay. what? A couple of things that I want to do is um, again, like, like I have to, I want to do a lot of things, but uh, there, there are kind of two three areas that I'm kind of like I don't know not 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 to say like hunting. But like three areas that I'm just kind of like going forward. Like, I want to get these three things. One mm-hmm. is like working with creators, and I'm working with this YouTuber called Sarah Dichi. Um, oh, I she's feel like a I've tech heard of youtuber. Her. Yeah, she's quite about big. 900, 910K uh subscribers, and she also happens to have ADHD, and it's very interesting how we, we connected, but she wanted to find a way to like systematize her uh systematize her like you know process and i'm yeah. really good at that like um i'm really good at giving order to things i cannot give order to myself but i can <laughs> i can do that you know, for others like that's where i find fulfillment
1: mm-hmm.
0: um so i've been working with her and uh it's it's kind of like a half producer half you know like doing you know th- that's like one bracket uh, so YouTuber creation, helping creators like delegate work, uh, working with their writers, um, kind of like getting things done. That's one big thing. Another one is I, I really do want to, um, go deeper in my coaching. So I've, I've, I only have like three kind of premium customers. right? you know, like I, I charge a kind of a high rate, um, and three people that I just, you know, I've worked with for a long time. And I want to get more of those customers. So I've never done promotion, but I'm going to try mm-hmm. to create more content to, like, you know, get more customers. And then another thing is um, I do want to get in the, in the college essay kind of field. So, like, college okay. applications, uh, helping students sort of, you know, like, storytell or you know craft interesting stories for their personal essays helping them with Mm -hmm. their application all the things they need to follow up with i helped a couple students in korea and it's a it's a very lucrative business but it's also very fulfilling like i helped this one student like you know like you know it was just like a friend of a friend of a friend and i was almost doing it as a favor but um none of his peers got into any schools it was like pandemic like none of the schools are hiring are are, like accepting international students and then this one kid he he's doing his phd now at uc san diego but uh just helping him through the essay and like all of these people they don't know who they are like oh i don't know Mm -hmm. what i did like and i i've done so much work with korean students doing like resume work interview preparation that um I, I know how to like get to know them really fast like try to figure mm-hmm. them out uh, like a lot of questions a lot of interviews for 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 them to open up and and it's like I I, I sometimes write ghost write recommendation letters and okay. then they're like oh my god like this is me I had no clue I was this impressive you know um, <laughs> so it's very fulfilling but it's also very lucrative and yeah um, it's kind of like a, a very niche business that I'm trying to get into, but it's really hard. I think like I need to, so I am I'm, I'm applying for a couple jobs in that sort of field. And, um, I, I love, you know, podcast has been so fun. So I want to definitely do more of that. Like I'm going to have Nate Cadillac. Um, and I love, I love finding this, like just interesting stories, you know, just people have very interesting stories and uh, we we need more of those stories that you know are very interesting, but not many people uh, take the time right to explore those stories. So I mm-hmm. want to I want to do that, and it'll be like really my fun project. Like, yeah, you know, I mean it's always nice this to is have It's really for fun. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like anything yeah. you enjoy doing outside of work is always it's always a good right. sign to, to pursue.
0: Right, right. So um, I I love. Bridging the gap between like Western culture and Korea. And I'm going to keep doing that. So I'm working with did this you, media company. Did you grow up in
1: Korea? Or, like, have yeah. you oh, in well, I grew States?
0: up in South America.
1: Oh, wow. In Argentina.
0: Wait. Oh,
1: that's interesting. I have another friend actually who's Chinese, but grew up in like born and brought up in Argentina um, and is now in like Singapore.
0: Um, oh, wow. Yeah. So like, so yeah, it's about like 15 years Argentina, about like 15 years in Korea about 10 years in the US. Oh, wow. So I'm trying to I'm trying to like I'm going to Mexico this week to uh to give a presentation at an Ocean meetup. So just uh you know like a few different things, hoping nice. that well, they connect. Yeah.
1: The dots <laughs> only connect, like like they say, right? The dots only connect looking backwards. I know. Oh, so uh, that's that's what I'm hoping.
0: Them. Yeah. Um I'm gonna get ready to pick up my kids and like you know, just just craziness happens. but thank you so much, Elise, for your time and it's like super late for you, and I really appreciate your time.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. I enjoy the conversation. Um, and yeah, I'll keep it up to. you.